The Middle Tech Podcast is all about innovation, technology, entrepreneurship in Kentucky and beyond, and that's exactly what we're talking about this week. I had some thoughts about the last few guests that we had and a little bit of a culture clash that's happening in Lexington. So we sit down, me and Evan talk all about that and about how we see the state moving forward. Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. Nate Antitomaso up here in Chicago. Evan Knowles down in Lexington. How you doing, man? Good allergies, man. It's allergy season. It's miserable every <laughs> is it, year. This is a good opening. Your uh, your nasal uh, pull right there. Is it starting to bloom down there? Oh yeah. So I was actually I was just in New York and I'm I'm back in Chicago now. I was uh, over in New York this morning and it was snowing. And then I landed in Chicago and my Uber driver was like. Hey, you missed it. It snowed this morning here. So I'm I'm jealous that you get to deal with allergies right now while I'm just dealing with snow. Yeah, it was like 70s today, so it was a beautiful day. But, I mean, spring comes along with allergies, which is not fun at all. Have you made it out to Keeneland yet? I did, yeah. We went this past weekend, a great time. Keeneland's always fun. It's just kind of a, you know, we'll probably talk about it on this episode. It's just kind of a cultural thing to do in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of picked up on my transition there. Nice. Well, why don't you do that transition? <laughs> so I wanted. We were trying to think of what to talk about this week, um, and you know, we we had bounced a couple ideas back and forth. And one of the things that I've been thinking about after we've recorded these last uh, few episodes, and, and really the last two uh, with our, our two previous guests, is just what the culture um, in Lexington is. And like I mentioned, I I was back home. I was with some family. They were asking me about how it was like in Chicago and, you know, how it was different than Kentucky and, you know, just kind of natural conversation stuff. And then that kind of got me thinking. And then I was kind of riffing that off of the the podcast. And I really just, I feel like there's a little bit of a, a culture yeah, I mean, culture war is too strong of a thing to say, but a, a culture dichotomy in Lexington. And I guess that's kind of why we started the podcast, too. But it's really started to come to light for me in the in the recent past. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely a really special culture. Um, I really enjoy it. You know, there's definitely some big positives and, and some negatives. But I think, you know, the, the, the clash you're referring to is this is a really young population and young kind of mm-hmm. up-and-coming vibe in Lexington. But... A lot of the money and a lot of the uh, power is, of course, with uh, older community. And the older community is very traditional and mm-hmm. heavy into the southern roots and yeah. uh, you know that whole side of things. And the younger generation coming up, there's still that, that kind of um, lean towards that southern vibe, but you know, it's changing. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it is just the, you know, the old versus the young. And I, I think it's even more nuanced than that, but that's a really good way to kind of speak about it. Um, I was talking to my mom, you know, just about all of this and she went to the, she went to UK. She was from Lexington originally. She moved up to New York to work for Kodak um, back in the day, which I think I've mentioned on here before. Um, And she was saying like, in, in her time growing up and even um, in the time where her cousins went to UK, which was between her and me, um, you know, the University of Kentucky was 
Kentucky kids. You know, it was the University of Kentucky. Everyone in Kentucky went there. Yeah. You know, very few people besides it went there. Now, more than 30% of UK's population is out-of-state students. So you're you're getting all these people coming in. It's becoming a destination. It's becoming a, a hub for, for talent and for an educated workforce. And, you know, some are leaving, but some are staying after they graduate. And so you're getting this influx of, of young people that um, I think clash with with the the older kind of tra- more traditional, more moneyed class in Lexington. Yeah, I think you're right to bring in the university because that's what's driving mm-hmm. all of this. The university is making a huge shift right now uh, towards attracting out of state and international students. Of course, they're always going to lean heavily on that Kentucky um, enrollment, but you know, in the next few over the, the past two years and then the years going forward, they're going to put it close to $4 billion into updating the campus and all mm-hmm. the facilities to recruit you know, people outside of Kentucky. And that's going to you know, really change the, the culture and um, you know, the, the city of Lexington overall, getting that young demographic from some large markets. You know, a lot of my friends from, from college were from Chicago, Chicago area, mm-hmm. and major markets like that who are trying to you know, get away from their uh, large markets or their family and go to uh, a big state school. And you know, one of the th- one of the themes that a lot of people go with in college is, I want to go to a big state school. For one, of course, there's a lot of social reasons to go to a big <laughs> state school. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's just a lot of opportunity. You know, it's a big state school, and so that means there's gonna be a lot of people there, and there's gonna be a lot of opportunity as far as extracurriculars and uh, sports and things like that go. So, you know, the university is definitely driving a lot of the culture and it's going to uh, continue to do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, we, we've talked about that and, and we could have an entire podcast just about what UK is doing to transform the area. But I, I kind of want to dive into these specifics that I kind of alluded to at the beginning um, and just the specifics of the last two episodes. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of give me a minute here. I'm going to read a couple quotes. I want to start off though, by saying that I don't want this episode in, in any way. And in, in some of the opinions I'm going to share here to, to seem like I'm, I'm thinking some people are better than other people or some people's ideas and opinions are better than other people's ideas and opinions because that's clearly not true. I mean, I think what makes Lexington so unique is that blend that you spoke of. Um, and it is the, the fact that, you know, there, there's all kinds of cultures and all, all kinds of opinions and all kinds of people. Um, but moving forward, that's going to continue to meld. So we need to talk about some of those differences and some of those things that are coming together. Um, so as people know who listen to this podcast, we always end the podcast with a forward-looking statement, something that is, you know, what are you optimistic about in the area? What are you looking forward to with what you're doing in Kentucky, in the region, in the Midwest? Um, and we always ask that whenever we have a guest, and we get some really good, insightful answers. Um, I don't think we've ever had an answer where somebody says that they're not optimistic. Everybody is super excited about the future of the region. So our last two guests, Krista and Wendy, we asked that question in in some form or the other. And I have two quotes here that I pulled out from the episodes. Uh, We asked Krista, the, the chief marketing officer of Keeneland, that question. And she said, when you look at the point that we are at as Keeneland and as Central Kentucky, as a destination not only for tourism but for commerce, I feel like this region is at a tipping point. It's up to us to maximize the opportunities presented to us. 
great forward looking statement. Um, she's really taking ownership and, and she feels the change that's coming and she wants to be part of it. That's awesome. Wendy, um, part of the, the LEAP initiative in Louisville and a Techstars board member, uh, we asked the same question. Um, and she said that she, a little bit less of a direct quote, she's excited about building up the support for entrepreneurs, attracting new ones, and bringing in investors to support all of that. Um, she thinks that Kentucky is slowly progressing and creating a culture of trust across all the entities that support entrepreneurship to really you know, make the the breeding ground for these these new companies, these new institutions. Um, and yeah. I, I, obviously, that was a great episode, Evan. I know you really enjoyed it. That was a really insightful answer. Um, so Krista, obviously, she works for Keeneland. She needs to. This is where I'm coming to a head with all this. Krista works for Keeneland. Um, she works for an amazing company, an institution in Central Kentucky, and she wants Keeneland to be part of that future. So, so her view of the future is how can Keeneland, how can these players that have, have been around for, for decades and decades and 100 years um, evolve and create new events and new initiatives um, to continue to progress the region? Where Wendy, you know, coming in from the outside, to be honest, and, and trying to create a new culture, she sees more of a, a revolutionary view of it. How can we create new things? How can we um, come in with this energy and this money and, and this support and build, build, build? Um, and I think both sides of that argument, or not even argument, both sides of that opinion, um, quite honestly, are a little intimidated by the other. Um, and I, I think the new people see the, the old guard as you know a blocker potentially to innovation, and the old guard sees the new people as a threat. Um, and I think that's kind of the essence of, of what's going on in the region. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely, you know, look at it that way. I think that, um, you know, you can take those two quotes and definitely take that out of them. Um, Wendy did allude to the fact that she, one of the, her initiatives is going and looking for these large institutions and large businesses, mm -hmm. making sure they're supporting the entrepreneurship. But you, you are right. You know, there's definitely mm -hmm. uh, um, a difference between their mindsets of, you know, let's really build up this traditional institution in Keeneland who's been around forever. And But entrepreneurs always look to make new things. You know, they're always looking at something and saying, you know, how can we do something different, go the opposite direction and, and build something new over here. Uh, I think it's just two different mindsets. You know, neither of them are wrong, but it's a good trend. It's a good uh, way to um, show the difference in mindsets um, of, of an entrepreneur and somebody that you know has worked for a company like Keeneland for a long time and helped grow that mm -hmm. into what it is, um, I, you know I think they're both right. But you know I personally side with Wendy's viewpoint. You know mm -hmm. I really see a lot of potential in the entrepreneurship space, and I think that's where growth happens uh, the most and, and quickly, uh, because all it takes is a couple really big successful startups to completely change everything about Lexington. It only takes one, honestly. Mm -hmm. It only takes one big company to hit mm -hmm. a big valuation to get acquired or to continue to grow an IPO, and that'll completely change everything about Lexington. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, Keeneland, it's been around for hundreds of years. It's a part of the culture. Uh, it's always going to be a part of the culture, but it's not going to overnight, or not overnight, but it's not going to substantially change Lexington going forward. It's already just part of it. It's already part of the culture, but the entrepreneurship side of it is a player can come in and immediately change things 
Yeah. If they wanted to, if they really blew up and have had a successful uh, business model and product. Um, and so, you know, that's the difference is uh, the really traditional cultural institution of Keeneland versus, you know, this new age of technology and entrepreneurship uh, with startups. So uh, that's the way I view those those two quotes. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of touch on something there that's important. Um, I mean, obviously, I've, I'm doing this podcast with you. I, I lean towards <laughs> innovation and entrepreneurship, too. Um but I don't think in any way that that goes against that culture, that that culture that Keeneland stands for, you know, the horse yeah. farms and the, yeah. the bourbon and and quite honestly, old money culture. Um, I, I don't think Lexington has to get rid of that to innovate. No, I think it could help. You know, the good thing about Lexington is that we have things that make us stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, horses, bourbon, University of Kentucky, those all contribute to what makes Lexington great. And when you start pinning Lexington up against some of these other markets, the more you can differentiate yourself, the better. You know, when I lived in L.A., and I'm sure you have the same feeling about Chicago, is coming to Lexington is a special thing. Yeah. I was always so happy to come back to Lexington because it's just a totally different vibe. It's yeah. a totally different pace of life. The greenery, you know, the horse farms, you know, the scenery is just totally unique to be able to in 10 minutes go from downtown Lexington to a beautiful horse farm. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anywhere else. And so those kind of, and, and then the bourbon industry and the craft beer industry, you know, all these things kind of mesh together and could totally support a startup ecosystem. Because one of the big things about a startup ecosystem is the culture. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to have parts of your culture that really stand out. Yeah. I, uh, I literally just thought about this. I remember when the summit opened, uh, they have like the barn, which is uh, the the food court over there. And of course, because of course, it's called the barn. Uh, and when you go to the bathroom, you have to go in this hallway and it's a little bit of a walk. So on the hallway, you know, on the wall, it says almost there, y'all. And the y'all is in the, the big like script letters and everything. And at first I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, come on, let's calm down with the y'all. Um but it's it's really highlighting just the vibe that they're they're trying to put out, and honestly, that that's easy to capture with the, just the word "y'all" because of of how palpable it is in the air and it is in the people and the things around there. Um, and that's something you don't get here. You know, in Chicago, maybe you could throw a, a Cubs logo up or have a deep dish pizza, but but other than that, you don't you don't have like a symbol for for what you stand for as a as a city and as a person and. I think that's something that's really special. Yeah, absolutely. And and same thing with LA. You know, LA is known for the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. That's why people go there. It's ingrained into the LA culture. Uh, that's what makes it stand out. And you know, Lexington on a much smaller scale, but similar horses and bourbon are why tourists come to Lexington. Mm-hmm. And it'll always be that way. And hopefully, you know, as time goes on, technology can be a part of that. And startups and you know great entrepreneurs will want to come and, and start a, a company like them. Yeah, and so I think I think one of the things that I wanted to highlight with with these thoughts that I've had and these conversations that I've had with, with you and with my family and everything is there needs to be more of a partnership between that that old you know the culture the old guard um, and this new innovation and we I mean we started this podcast to to highlight 
difference makers in the area and to to talk to people who are innovating and we honestly we feel like we're we're some of the the few people that are doing it it's not just us but it's not getting as much attention as it should um one of the things that i saw and i was really you know excited by was before i moved up here to chicago at the end of last summer um Awesome Inc. They do their five across pitch competition. They were having a, a special five across. It was the finals for the year, um, and they they had it at Alltech, which is the you know multifaceted international company. They're maybe consumer wise best known for their Kentucky Brewing Company. Um, they make the Kentucky Ale and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they they have this in uh, Town Branch Bourbon, so they have this beautiful showroom at the the town branch uh distillery and they hosted five across there and they had an open bar with with town branch bourbon and with the kentucky ale and all that kind of stuff and it was a literally physically a partnership between awesome inc five across you know literally entrepreneurship innovation and the an old kentucky you know behemoth company um but that's the only example i can think of when i was making notes for this episode and evan if you have another one please let me know but there, there, I know there has to be more, but the fact that it's it's so hard to think about them, I think shows that those two sides of the coin need to meet some more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example. And those kind of partnerships and those kind of events are really important for both Awesome Inc. and Alltech. Because Alltech needs young, talented people that are excited about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And events like that get people in the door. But another example, I think, is not necessarily a business. Well, it's definitely a business, but it's University of Kentucky. Uh, yeah. The, you know, been around for a long time. Uh, it's an institution. It's a government-run institution. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big reason I wanted to get out and the reason I left UK was because I didn't feel like they were supporting entrepreneurship and supporting this new technology-first um, movement at all. But yeah. in the last two years, three years, they've really changed since I since I left. They've put all kinds of brand new initiatives. They've hired great people like Ian McClure. They're really doing a great job of you know changing that. So that's another positive within Lexington that I've noticed um, over the last just three years that's changed dramatically. Part of that is, you know, they're really trying to turn the university around towards. Um, I, I don't really know how to describe it, but they're really making a lot of great renovations and improvements to the campus to make it a premier university. And, you know, they're saying, and I believe it, that UK will be one of the most beautiful campuses in the entire nation after yeah. they're done. And I 100% believe that. So UK is definitely doing a great job of kind of, you know, becoming a younger focused, entrepreneurial, technology focused uh, institution. Um, I think they're doing a better job. And that's another example I could think of. Yeah. And, you know, we had our episode with, with Scott Shapiro, the, the former chief innovation officer of the city of Lexington. And uh, he was part of the initiative that classified Lexington as University City because there's more going on. But still, the university has such an impact over the city itself. So hopefully that that innovation culture and that that uh, drive to to innovate and to support innovators um, permeates past campus past just UK into the city itself. And I think we're seeing it a little bit. I agree to tie it back. You know, I agree with Krista saying that we're at a tipping point. Um, I hope that everyone comes together to really push us over the edge. Yeah. A lot of people have been using that word tipping point. And I, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in Lexington right now, uh, that 
are really pushing it forward. You know, mm -hmm. we've already talked about the university. Um, you know, there's a lot of innovations not only going on on the campus, but downtown. You know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of big real estate improvements happening downtown from uh, Center City mm -hmm. to uh, the renovations to Rep Arena. And of course, um, the new trail and the new park. Yeah. All of that adds and makes Lexington a much more attractive place. And, and, and we were just named, you know, number 23 top city in, in the nation. And a lot of that is because of the university, you know, when, when Lexington is described, University of Kentucky cannot be left out and it's yeah. definitely not left out in this article here, but as time goes on, those improvements to the downtown region uh, that I just mentioned will also influence these rankings and influence how people live in Lexington because that just adds to the culture. It adds to the extracurriculars. Um, it adds to the whole atmosphere of Lexington. Um, yeah. And so as time goes on, all these improvements and all this capital being put into real estate in Lexington is going to attract more people. Yeah. Do you, so but, I know and you that's the tipping point. You know, as these things are built, that's the tipping point because when you when you can attract more people because it's such a you know beautiful place um, and it's a great place to live, the quality of life is great. That will attract great minds from technology to medicine to entrepreneurship. Um, they'll all come here, and you know that's 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 the tipping point. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm going to ask you the question. I'm, we're going to end it on this. You know, you mentioned I was down in Lexington a couple of weekends ago, and you mentioned that that you're there for the long run, um, that you're you're in it for the long haul. What makes you excited about the future of Lexington, and what do you see as the difference makers that are going to keep you around and keep you excited about being there? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. Um... You know, I've been all around the United States. You know, I've really been blessed to, uh, you know, be a part of an amazing company here in Lexington that has completely changed Lexington, um, mm -hmm. Fuji. I was able to travel around the world. I was able to uh, live in Los Angeles. And like I said, whenever I come back to, whenever I would come back to Lexington, I just had this feeling of, of just extreme satisfaction and comfort because it just has a totally different feel to it where um, it's a special place. You know, you just get this feeling of um, peace. Landing at the Bluegrass Airport is something that is really special in the, in the summer, uh, flying over all the horse farms. And then next thing you know, you can be right downtown. I live right downtown, and it's becoming a much more lively place downtown. And so just the lifestyle here is really special, and all of that, contributes to what I hope becomes a great startup ecosystem, an entrepreneurial ecosystem. And, you know, like we've been talking about, the whole point of this podcast is to highlight that. And so through doing this podcast, I've learned that there are a lot of great things happening uh, in, in Lexington, from great startups being built to uh, great things happening at the university to great things happening downtown. And like I just described, we're definitely at a tipping point. So going forward, when all these things mesh well together, and it's going to take a lot of work, but when those things mesh well together, Lexington is going to be one of the premier places. It's going to continue to move up the list. You know, we're number 29 now, according to this list, but I can definitely see us moving in the top 20. That's where I hope Lexington goes, because 
I'm definitely here for the long run. I was describing to a friend today, you know, I love investing in the stock market. And I look at Lexington as a company that just IPO'd. <laughs> I think we're just now starting to really put a lot of these great things in place where there could be a lot of growth. And I feel like because of the size of Lexington, you know, it's definitely a smaller city that if you really, if you really want to be a part of a lot of change, Lexington is a great place to do it. Because one of the things about living in LA was I was in a market that was gigantic. You know, if I really mm-hmm. wanted to change LA in a big way, it would be really hard. Not yeah. saying I couldn't do it, but it'd be really hard. Lexington is a totally different story. If you really work your ass off and you get ingrained into the networks you need to, you can do it much easier than you can in any other, any other market because it's at that tipping point. It's before yeah. extreme growth. That's the way I look at Lexington. And it's a really exciting time to be here.